So the Daily Wire came out with a series on the book of Exodus that was spearheaded by Dr. Jordan Peterson. He's one of the world's foremost uh, clinical psychologists has gone all, all over the world, really talking from a more philosophical standpoint than a psychological standpoint, because that's why we are all here is really for philosophical, theological reasons. So but he's so he's going through Exodus with a lot of these scholars, Dennis Prager, uh, Jonathan Pajot, Otis, Otis Guinness, and uh, some some others who have can contributed to the series. But as they were going through the Ten Commandments, they got to the Seventh Commandment about thou shalt not commit adultery. And the topic of lust came up because in the New Testament, Jesus, who is God incarnate, says in Matthew 5, 28, that it's not just looking at a woman. It's not just committing the physical act of adultery that is adultery, but it's even looking at a woman to lust after her. You have committed adultery with her already in your heart. So Dennis Prager has some interesting comments to say about that. And we want to examine them in light of the scriptures themselves to see whether or not he's accurate in his statements. So here we go. I am less interested in the interior person, morally speaking, than you are, than and probably any of you are. And it's largely, I do believe, because I come from a behaviorist, law-based religion. Now, Dennis Prager is, being, is a Jew. He's a pretty famous Jew. But he says it's because of his religion that he is engaged in or that he doesn't really care about the interior person, morally speaking, as much as uh, several other people are, as he says, and you are, namely the Christians that are at the table. But the problem is, is that in his own book, the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, which is the law, the Torah, which is he's written, I think, a commentary on. It says in Deuteronomy 11, verse 13, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your of your land and his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. And he, God, God was going was promising to give the Jews all of these blessings if they were willing to hearken diligent, to listen diligently from the heart and to do everything, everything that he had commanded them to do. So God was, has always been interested in the heart of man. It, it's never been just the outward, the outward uh, rituals that they were doing. Even in, in Isaiah chapter one, God is speaking to his people and he's recounting all of the outward things that they were doing. Isaiah one chapter uh, Isaiah chapter one, verse 13, it says, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity. Even the solemn meeting, God was done with it. He, he had too many sacrifices. Even he says, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. And these are the feasts that God himself appointed. These are the things that God had told them to do. He says, they are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Ye, when you make your prayer, yea, when you make your prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil. So God is looking at them doing all of these ritualistic things, these sacrifices, keeping the Sabbath, keeping the, all these feasts that God himself had prescribed, but he was done with it. He didn't want any more of it because their hearts were not in it. They weren't actually serving him. They were just doing it ritualistically to pacify their own conscience, not really to honor and serve the God who had commanded these things for them to do so that he could bless them for their relationship and their love toward him. So when Dennis Prager says, I'm not interested in the, in the interior person, he's putting himself against the God he's claiming to serve based on the, his own religious texts. As we just read a couple of them here, and there's many more in the Old Testament that we could go to.
But let's continue with what Dennis has to say regarding the topic of lust. That's why we don't have a claim that if you look at another woman with lust, it's as if you've committed adultery with her. I, I am, as I said yesterday, I, I thank God for America's Christians. And uh, Maimonides said, if it weren't for Christians, the world wouldn't know about the Torah. So uh, I, I'm a big Christian fan. But obviously, Christianity and Judaism are not identical religions. And that's something I think we need to remember. Christianity and Judaism are not the same religion. Judaism denies the deity of Christ. They deny God even could come into flesh. They deny that God has any son. And then they definitely deny, obviously, the Trinity. So which, in effect, really denying the true God. So Judaism, technically speaking, is a false religion. It's not the true religion. It's not because it doesn't acknowledge Jesus as as God, which is what you must do if you will or if you have any way of getting to God. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man, including the Jews. And he was speaking to Jews when Jews, when he was saying this, no man cometh to the father, but by me, you're not going to get your way to the true God. If you are denying Christ, because to do that, you're just cutting yourself off from from God, even if even though you're claiming to to be serving God. So Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager, all of these Jews who are orthodox and who have a semi sound understanding of the Old Testament, they are they have cut themselves off from God because they're not coming through the one way that God himself has prescribed. And that way is through Jesus Christ. Uh, and and we have no equivalent that if you look upon another woman with lust, it's as if you have committed adultery with your heart. There's only one way to commit adultery in Judaism, and it's with a different organ. And I'm not being cute. I'm, I'm being very realistic. Uh, looking with lust is not a sin in Judaism. It's not a sin in Judaism. Again, you we have to look at what the Bible is saying. Jesus it was the best Jew that ever lived, that ever walked the earth. And he, being God in flesh, has said, if you look at a woman with lust after her and lust after her in your heart, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Obviously, the physical thing is different than the actual, than the, the lustful intent of the heart. But God looks on the heart. Again, that's, I mean, if we go to the the Old Testament, which I'm trying to say in the Old Testament, because that's, that's what Dennis claims to believe that's what De that's what Dennis claims to believe comes from God. If we look at uh, Samuel, when he was calling, when when Samuel went to go choose out the king, uh, the next king of Israel after Saul had failed. And uh, I think it was first Samuel in first Samuel 16, seven. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance, which meaning his face or the height of his stature, because I have refused him for the Lord seeth not as man seeth for man looketh on the outward appearance. But the Lord looketh on the heart. So, I mean, God is exposing Dennis Prager right here again in his own scriptures. This is first Samuel, Old Testament. God himself says a man looks on the outward appearance. Like, Dan, like Dennis says, I only care about the outward appearance, the outward works of somebody. But God is saying, I look on the heart. And this is based on Jewish scriptures. <laughs> so to say that he doesn't care about the outward person is saying, then you're really not understanding your own religion. You're not really, a, you don't really have the Jewish understanding of who the Lord is, who God is, which makes sense. Because again, like I said earlier, Jews have cut themselves off from the true God because they've denied God's son, who is Christ. So it makes sense that he has, his thinking is contradicting his own scriptures that he claims to believe come from God. What's the stance on, what's the stance on pornography? So pornography, 
when I'm asked this question, you have to put you on the spot. You did think. indeed. Uh, okay, so my my answer when it's raised on my radio show, I have a male female hour, and I'm very open about sexual. Before we get to his answer, Jordan Peterson, being as smart as he is, that was a really great question to ask. If you, as a Jew, are saying that only the outward actions matter, only the physical actions of somebody matters, and only, the only way that you can commit adultery is with a physical organ or, or with the the sexual organ, then what do you think about pornography? And we're about to hear Dennis Prager's answer on that. I always ask if a wife calls me and says, my husband looks at pornography. I, I, I found on his computer. I have one question. How is your in life of intimacy with your husband? Is it good? In other words, is the pornography in lieu of you or in addition to you? Mm -hmm. uh, and I know this is not a religious answer, and I, I'm not even giving a religious answer. I'm giving what I think is a moral and realistic answer. Men want variety. Again, when he says this is a moral answer, morality comes from God, and we have to deal with what God has said. And again, going back to the Jewish scriptures, it's just sometimes it's kind of shocking to believe when 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 you see people talking, they sound brilliant and smart. But when you start to examine what they're saying based on what they claim to believe, which is the Jewish scriptures and everything starts to fall apart. Genesis two, verse 24. When God had made Adam on the sixth day and then created Eve. After that, Adam says, we'll start in verse 23. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So marriage was instituted by God for one man and one woman. It has, has nothing to do with anybody else. Obviously, nobody else was alive at the point. It was only Adam and Eve. They were naked. They were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. But the institution of marriage was, was created right then and there when God created Eve and brought her to Adam, and Adam said, this is not bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. There was that, meaning there was no other woman that was going to be bone of Adam's bone and flesh of Adam's flesh. And there's no other woman that he was going to allow his eyes or her eyes to see naked because that was a violation of the covenant already. Now, not we're not going to get into a, a discussion of whether or not looking at pornography is grounds for divorce. But suffice it to say for now, marriage was made for one man and one woman it had nothing to do with bringing other women or other men into the marriage whether physically or through a screen or a magazine, whatever the case may be. If adultery is a substitute for, if pornography is a substitute for one's wife, it's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. That's, that is my unpredictable answer. Which makes no sense. So if it's a substitute for adultery, it's fine. If it's a substitute for one's wife, then it's not fine. How is it not a substitute regardless of whether it's for your wife or for adult? I mean, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. But again, you go back to the scriptures when you are alienated from the life of God, including Jewish people who obviously have a an allegiance to God, some form of allegiance, but not the true God because they deny his son. Their thinking is also going to be muddled just like any other regular pagan, any other regular heathen, because they don't have the light of the gospel shining in their hearts. They don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them because they deny the Holy Spirit even exists. So the Holy Spirit is not going to indwell somebody who doesn't think he exists. It doesn't do, wouldn't make sense. So again, 
this is the the muddled thinking of somebody who obviously is smart, is brilliant, is understanding, but has not been able to grasp the true meaning of of, of the scripture, even his old his own Old Testament scripture. And so this is the conclusion of what happens. This is what happens when somebody uh, who who has a who who has a form of godliness, which Dennis Prager and Ben Shapiro have. And I'm not trying to lump Ben Shapiro with Dennis Prager because I think Ben Shapiro has a more biblically based uh, understanding of why you shouldn't do pornography. Uh, but when it comes to Dennis Prager, he has a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, denying the authority, denying the true uh, understanding of the scripture. Uh, and this is why he has ended up to where he is today. So thank you for listening today, and I will see you on the next episode of Do Loss. Thank you.